This is the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook Podcast. Okay, welcome back to Yahoo Finance Sportsbook. I'm Dan Roberts, and this week we are returning to the golf course. Tiger Woods makes his grand return to the sport on Thursday, November 30th, and that is the date on which you are hearing this. So it's today. Today's the day, and people are excited, man. Now, before we get to my guest for today's podcast, uh, we will be talking about Tiger Woods. We'll be talking about his return to the game. And very relevant guest we had in recently, we discussed Tiger Woods. It was the CEO of Bridgestone Golf, Angel E. Logan. Of course, Bridgestone last year announced it had signed Woods to a new endorsement deal to exclusively play with Bridgestone's balls. And I think it's worth uh, playing a little clip from Angel. I asked him, what is the value of a Tiger Woods these days? Uh, surprise, hint, he thinks the value is very high. And actually, uh, Angel of Bridgestone Golf puts Tiger in the same class as Muhammad Ali and Michael Jordan. Uh, big company. Uh, listen to what he had to say. So let's start with Tiger Woods. Everyone's very excited <laughs> about this. It's, he's been injured for a while. Uh, you guys, it was already months and months ago that you announced that he was signing with Bridgestone for his balls. Now months have passed. He had injury. Uh, he had an arrest. So there was some controversy there. So is this sort of like finally this is going to be the payoff of signing Tiger? Actually, he, the payoff has already occurred for us. Uh, his endorsement values is what's really important for us. You know, this is just added gravy for us. If he plays, uh, there's more brand awareness, more awareness that he's actually playing the best ball in golf. So his value to Bridgestone is high even if he's not playing competitive golf. Correct. So wow. he's the only golfer in, in the history of golf that's actually had a positive uh, financial impact from a golf standpoint. I don't think the big-time athlete really has that impact unless they transcend the game, such, such as Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan. If they don't transcend the game and they can't reach out and become somebody that people listen to and believe in, it's, it's not something that uh, really makes a, a, of any value. Their play alone is not sufficient enough to create financial gains for any equipment company or sports company. And yes, it is a second week in a row, but we have to bring in my Yahoo Finance colleague and golf dork, Miles Udland. Hi, Miles. Hello. Last week I was the only one here. This week it's actually something I care about. Right, right, exactly. No, but you can talk football. I care about the NFL. Just fine. Just enough. Just enough. Well, let me ask, do you care about golf more? Yes, definitely. Mm. And I would say, even for the average American sports fan who doesn't consider themselves a golfer, I'm sure they are at least generally aware and have seen in the air some buzzing that Tiger Woods is coming back. Uh, it's exciting. I would say, oof, it's more exciting than the NFL right now, which, by the way, the Thanksgiving ratings for those NFL games were bad, bad. Uh, it's, it's funny. Not a, that's the, not a turkey sound. No, so. no. Bad, gobble. Uh, it's funny. The Hero World Challenge, which is actually Tiger's own event, is that right? He is the host, yeah. Right. That is where he's making his return. Uh, first time playing competitive golf in 10 months. He last played in February in Dubai. Uh, and before that, he played in January and missed the cut. So that was ugly. But, uh, man, I got to tell you, I'm seeing these Instagram videos. I'm seeing these Twitter videos. People are saying, look at his swing. Everyone's excited. Uh, seeing viral videos of, of Tiger taking a drive and people saying, he looks good, baby. But... I think you gotta, you know, have low expectations. Just be excited that he's back. Uh, what are your expectations for Tiger's performance? Um, I think he'll 
so last year he was there's only an 18 person field we should say that right. the usual golf field is somewhere around 100 people and then 70 or 60 make the cut so there's no um, cut there's no cut he's it, not going to miss the a, cut it's not a real event it's a showcase Ooh, it's a fun not event a real event uh, they bring together some of the best players in the world but there's only 18 guys there will be no cut last year 17 people finished Tiger finished 15 out of 17 <laughs> um, but it's he funny did, when you, when you hear 15th you think that's pretty good and now then you hear no no out of 17 oh, what's interesting no. about that performance um, is a couple things first he led the field in birdies so basically he was playing really well when he was on wow. but when you finish second to last and you lead the field in birdies obviously it was all the other things that were going wrong and the other things you know your short game working around the greens uh, whether it's your chipping just your putting I mean if you can't put in everything short of seven feet you're not going to win many tournaments the yips right well not so much the yips it's just when you're not playing competitive golf that often mm. uh, those shots become a lot tougher it's one thing to go out and play with Dustin Johnson and Donald Trump on a weekend. Oh boy. Yeah, I want to ask you about that. Shoot 68. Uh, <laughs> I mean, these guys, it's not a challenge for them to shoot several under par when they're relaxed. But when you're inside the ropes and, you know, you can't just you know, kick the ball out of, from behind a root or there's people watching you. I mean, I think that's a big you know, kind of mental thing, even though someone like Tiger has done it effectively his entire life. Uh, I think it's still a little bit intimidating. So um, I think what will be interesting for me is just – does he look nervous at all? And, and I don't mean nervous in terms of, you know, he's, he's shaking or whatever, but uh, is he cautious on any of his shots? Last year that was a big thing, and maybe it was tied to his back issues that he thought were solved but actually weren't. But he was really tentative, uh, especially those 60-yard and in shots and then especially on the greens at the Hero World Challenge. And then by the time he got to the Farmers, everything was sort of falling apart. His back obviously wasn't right, um, and his game was basically a complete mess, which is why mm. he took the nine months off. So... I don't know. I don't really have any expectations for him other than it'd be great to see him finish the week. It'd be great to see him come out on Sunday afternoon and say, my back doesn't hurt. And I'm sure he's going to make a lot of birdies. I'm sure he's going to make a lot of mistakes. He's probably not going to win. No one really expects that. But uh, it's just great to see him back because he's by far the biggest star in golf. He's probably still one of the few biggest uh, professional athletes we have in the U.S. or the world. So I think it's just great for the sport that he's coming back. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that. Still one of the biggest athletes we have. I mean, certainly one of the most famous, well, I, I would probably say the most famous active golfer, uh, active being generous, Not considering he hasn't played in 10 Not months. Even close. Yeah. But this being a sports business show and discussion, just how big is Tiger's return actually for the business of golf? Because let me caveat that for a long time in the last two years, three years, uh, as he really publicly slumped and was injured, uh, you know, the last time where he played in, in majors was 2013. Uh, so it's been uh, four years, which is wild. Uh, but in that intervening the last time, time... he was competitive in majors. Right, right. He was fair. 17th at the 2015 Masters and then okay. got cut from the other three. Okay. In 2013, he was great. I mean, Won he had five a great times. year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in that intervening time, all of the hot takes, people say, oh, golf is struggling, the golf business is hurting. Uh, I've spilled a lot of digital ink about the equipment business, writing about how uh, in the last year, both Nike and Adidas exited that space. Adidas sold off TaylorMade, which very recently was the number one uh, golf club seller. Tiger uh, plays TaylorMade. Sold it off, yep. And <clears throat> Nike uh, stopped making clubs and balls, exited that space. Nike Golf is now just apparel. Uh, so 
when I've written about that, I have have taken the stance that, you know, it isn't just Tiger. It's very reductive to say, oh, the reason golf is hurting is the absence of Tiger Woods, as if this one man could come back and make everything better. Well, now he is coming back. I mean, let's hold our horses. Let's see how he does. Let's see if he stays healthy. But can this guy alone rejuvenate the sport? So I think um, we need to separate the three... um sort of assets that golf has here that we're discussing. The first is the professional game, yep. which and as fans we, watching it. Right. Which as we discussed last year several times is in a great space. I agree. Um, I mean the, the TV deals are still there. The sponsorships for the most part are still there. The players that are competing on the tour even without Tiger Woods are still compelling. Um, so that is all kind of intact. Then you have the equipment business. Now the equipment business has its own troubles, mostly because the sporting goods business in general has its own troubles. Right. Um, golf is a very, uh, if you look at how much equipment these companies roll out each year, too much. they think that you're going to buy the next and greatest thing, but the reality is that most players, even people who play a lot, likely have clubs in their bag that are two, three, four, five years old. Um, you can go on YouTube and pull up a video of, you know, there's people out there who are testing every club, right? It's their, it's their whole business. Um, I saw one a couple weeks ago of someone who took the last five years of Callaway drivers, which I think there had been 24 of them, and hit them all. And they basically all played about the same. Sure. You know, there were a couple drivers that were a little hotter than others. But basically any club that companies have released since 2012 is performing about the same. There might have been a jump at some point in the early aughts or the 90s when everyone went from hitting blade irons. They had the game improvement. We don't need to go down the rabbit hole on that. But (laughs) uh, the technology itself isn't as iterative as these companies think, and they just have too much stuff on the market. And I've used that just quickly as a great example of like, a not recession-proof business. That is, in a, in a downturn or a time where you're trying to spend less as a household, I would think the first thing to go is buying yourself new clubs and upgrading when your current clubs are fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, the rise of things like triathlons and endurance sports instead of golf is another um, impact there. And then there's people actually playing the game. Uh, and I think Recreationally. That, recreationally. That, yep. And Tiger came along at an interesting time in that the population was aging into its prime golfing years. So a lot of people talk about youth involvement in the game, and I think Tiger absolutely brought a lot of kids into the game. But he also came of age right when you had baby boomers either retiring or getting ready to retire. You had golf communities being built in Nevada, Florida, California. Um, These are all sort of the hot spots of the housing bubble, the housing crisis, all the things that happened after that. And so a confluence of factors came together in Tiger's prime, maybe from 1999 to 2006, to aid not just the economy, but to aid his profile, to aid the sport in general. And it created this situation where we had too many courses. Uh, a lot of you know participation was going up, but it yes, wasn't going overbuilt up courses forever. For sure. Right. Courses are overbuilt. We see them closing every year. Um, and so you know the game of golf was impacted sort of by the economy in 2008, by the fact that the land and the ecosystem, the literal ecosystem uh, that the you know sport had been counting on, which is uh, older people retiring to certain communities, kind of went away. Hmm. And then Tiger had his injuries and his whole personal crisis at the end of 2008. He missed a good part of the beginning of the 2009 season. And then after that, his injuries basically never went away. And we're still dealing with those eight years later. So um, it's taken golf a long time to come back of those three pillars, as we noted at the beginning. The professional game is still in a good space. I think the equipment game has a long way to go. Um, if those companies are even preparing, you know, for the for the next phase of their development, which is there'll probably be three club companies instead of uh, eleven, uh, and then participation is. 
kind of a mixed bag. I mean, I think the decline of football perhaps could help it at the youth level. Youth participation as a competitive thing, so whether it's you know, prof- you know sanctioned USGA youth tournaments, participation is very good there because the rewards to being a professional golfer are very lucrative. So a lot yeah. of parents are putting their kids into golf the way that a lot of parents have their kids in tennis or something like that. Um, but I think overall recreational participation, in my guess probably going to keep declining over time. I mean, yeah, who has I five th- hours? So a cu- a, in a couple of years of the last five years, it was like flat at best. Yeah. Or, you know, you'd see the USGA putting out numbers of, oh, it went up 1%. Okay, great. Uh, but yes, that, that's generally correct. I mean, I would say that just, you know, golf isn't that sexy right now. Uh, the young players are helping it a little bit, yes, uh, but I think mostly it's people who already had an interest in golf. That's what Tiger did most of all, just in a very basic sense, is brought people to watch the sport who didn't otherwise care and had never cared before. And in his absence, I think those people went away. They didn't stay with the sport after coming to it because of Tiger. So maybe his return helps in that regard. Uh, Let me focus on Tiger again and ask you about this. Let's sort of shift a little to his kind of brand, his reputation as an athlete, his his power as an endorser. And um, when you mentioned the scandal, you know, he had his personal issues. It's just crazy to think how much time has passed. I mean, that was seven years ago. That was 2009. And in fact, just to, um, to, well, 2000, I think it was 2009 when it happened. Late 2008. Well, so so did it take over a year? Because in 2010... mm -hmm. Uh, he made his apology. And I'll just say anecdotally, uh, back then, so seven years ago, I was an intern for the New York Daily News, one of our two great uh, tabs here in the city. And I was able to find this pretty easily on Google. This is a story I had to do. I was in grad school, so I was Mm -hmm. 22. And this is Woods gets a low score on fans' card, which is, you know, typical Daily News, funny headline. They sent me to Chelsea Pierce Golf Club, on the day of his public televised press conference apology to ask fans, do you forgive him? What do you think? And mostly we quoted women saying, no, he's a dog, you know. Uh, So that was just kind of funny. So I would now ask you, uh, do you think seven years later, eight years, whatever the... You you were right. I knew it. It was was Thanksgiving. I knew it was Thanksgiving, but I thought it was 08. It was 2009. So eight years later. Do you think that that scandal still matters? Does it have anything to do with his public persona? Or is it kind of like, you know, that's in the past. It's something that happened. Most of what's relevant now is just he's been injured. You know, it, it, his whatever fandom he's lost isn't because of that. Or maybe you think, yes, that was permanently damaging forever. I think there's certainly a segment of people who would have considered themselves Tiger fans before that time who just kind of forgot about golf and so don't really care. But I think given how everything has changed in the last, not everything, but a lot of things um, in the popular culture have changed over the last eight years that makes the relative uh, scandal of his scandal, um, you know, kind of diminish. Oh, sure. I mean, look at being, 2017, un- being right? unfaithful to your wife and having kind of a, a ring of people that you were um, paying to have sex with around the country while you played golf on the scale of things that are happening in 2017 is not that crazy. Okay. I don't so, even remember that. Right. So our producer, Carrie, not the world's biggest sports fan, doesn't even remember the Tiger Woods scandal. And so I go. think that most people uh, are, are focusing on his relationship with golf at this point. Other things, again, right. that have come up over the course of this year and over the course of the last eight years, since he was really a cultural force, 
are not going to be playing. You know, there's not going to be any coverage during this weekend's event of Tiger's personal life anymore. Maybe there's a little bit because he had the painkiller incident. Yes. But anything that he was doing uh, with his ex-wife and sort of right. the way that his family life unraveled is really not going to be a major golf storyline anymore. Yeah, he did get that driving while intoxicated. Was it a DWI, DUI? Bad. Yeah. You know, it sort of added to the general sense of sad and... You know, then he had the Lindsey Vaughn breakup. Yeah, that was while he was recovering from his back surgery that he's right. now coming back from. So. Right. Uh, I will be very interested to see any viewership numbers. And Golf Channel, which is owned by NBC Universal, loves to put out data. And in fact, in the last three years, uh, even though we talk about recreational play down, and, and here's a good example of what you were saying, which is we need to separate. This is something I've said too. We need to to, to distinguish the different. Um, spaces we're discussing here. You know, there's recreational golf, that is by amateurs, you know, people like Miles Udland. Then there's pro golf and people watching it, viewership of pro golf. And then there's the equipment industry, which sort of straddles the line. You know, both pros and regulars are buying clubs. You know, the pros maybe are are being supplied them, but three spaces. So even amidst all the doom and gloom, I have highlighted the fact that Golf Channel, but of course you could say, oh, anyone can manipulate the numbers any way they want. They have um, consistently put out press releases showing that millennial viewership on the Golf Channel is way up. And uh, not to get too far afield now, but whenever I tweet out those stats, I get people replying to me saying, it's thanks to DraftKings because there's now daily fantasy golf. And people say, oh, daily fantasy golf has led more people to watch golf. Maybe. Uh, you know, hard to prove decisively, but maybe that, that would be interesting. But I would like to see the viewership numbers. Now, I think one problem is everyone is excited. Everyone knows, wow, Tiger's coming back. I'm not sure the average person knows where they can actually watch this tournament. The answer is the Golf Channel. I think golf fans know where they can watch the golf oh, tournament. Right. And golf I think fans. most of those, I think the numbers will be fine. I mean, it's the last weekend in November, first weekend in December. You're going up against college football, uh, right. conference championship games. The NFL weeks are getting slightly more consequential. Uh, those numbers would both suggest that people in general are watching less TV. So yeah. I'm sure the numbers will be fine. It's not like a major in spring and summer when it's really golf's time. Right. Um, and t- to that point, as we discussed, uh, the numbers have been pretty good. So I wouldn't expect this to be the beginning or end of any major inflection point in golf ratings. I think certainly Tiger playing the Masters this year will be an improvement over prior years. If he plays any of the other majors, those networks will be thrilled to see that. But general interest in the professional game is strong, and I would even say growing without Tiger. Although the way that the golf press has really uh, run to Tiger over the last yes. couple of weeks um, is incredible. I mean, again, there's there's literally nothing else to talk Obsessed. about in Obsessed. pro golf. Well, there's nothing else. I mean, if there wasn't Tiger, I don't even know what kind of content they would right. be well, able Fowler, to produce. Jordan but Spieth, yeah, sure, I mean, who but really? Okay, those guys are like on vacation Rory. on Instagram, right? right it's not right, interesting. Right. Um, yeah. So Tiger's return is is a huge storyline, and I think that uh, you know if people even watch Sports Center anymore, which of course we know they don't, but if they were watching <laughs> Sports Center, they would get plenty of golf highlights at a time when they're probably just expecting more debates about the Crabtree Aqib Talib fight. Sure, you know because who uh, doesn't want more of that? <laughs> right. So two more things I want to make sure we hit. Uh, first, I played earlier that clip from the Bridgestone Golf CEO talking about the endorsement value of Tiger. And let me ask you, I mean, if you had a little small business, uh, here's a good example. I interviewed after the Olympics uh, and the disastrous behavior by Ryan Lochte in Rio, I interviewed the CEO of a cough drop company, and it was the first company to uh, re-sign Ryan Lochte after he lost all his endorsements. 
and they said, you know, he's still valuable. Let's say you had a business like that, a small business that, you know, does well but hasn't done that much marketing, privately held, and you want to get a celebrity endorser and you decide you want an athlete. Where would Tiger fall for you on the list? Would he be a big fish, you know, if you could get Tiger? Would that be your number one choice or no, I, you know, I'd rather have a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning or... Um. Well, it's interesting that you still include Peyton Manning because I, I would say, yeah, Tiger is probably too expensive for my small business and absolutely a big fish. Even who, after everything that has happened, he hasn't played, he hasn't done well. He has a he has he's a, injured. He has a recognizable name that probably probably still exceeds like Steph Curry, for example. I think Tiger oh, Woods. Yeah. Right. So you know sure. so okay, oh, yeah. I, I think people would say that outside of LeBron James, Steph Curry is the most marketable NBA player. Kevin Durant's not particularly marketable. So that's the second biggest sport in America. There's no NFL players bigger than Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. Who doesn't even play Agreed. anymore? This is the second Agreed. season Peyton Manning's not playing. So Tiger Woods is clearly one of the biggest, if not the biggest, um, sports endorser available for... Right, let's limit it to active athletes who are currently yeah, playing. Yeah, Tiger right. Woods. So no Derek no Jeter, no Peyton. No. How about a Roger Federer? No. Everyone, everyone likes a Fed, you know? I mean, he, he, sells, he sells Mercedes and Rolexes, right? right. To an international audience, yeah, which, not is, drops. which is the which is the <laughs> tennis audience, sure. and I think that the golf audience, though it might seem more highfalutin and international than the you know average person who doesn't play golf who thinks it's only for elitists, may believe uh, golf plays very well everywhere in America. I think you know the Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer tradition has a very um, American story about golf that the industry tells itself and tells its sponsors. And so I think that has always helped Tiger's marketability, and I think his marketability is probably just as strong now as it was a couple of years ago. It's certainly not going to be as strong as it was in 03. It'll never be that strong again. That was probably you know only rivaled by Michael Jordan's marketability, the way that Tiger was at his peak. But right now, he's still, I'd say, on the top of his game as a as an athlete that you as a brand could use to really drive sales or drive mm. awareness and do all the things that you want to do with an endorser. Hey, Japanese heat rub. Brand Koa knows it. <laughs> is that what? Is, is yes. He, yeah, he yes. endorses them. I always mention it because That's it's great. like, yeah, you think he's a top flight endorser? Yes, here are his endorsements. Japanese Heat Rub. You know, and then a couple others, yes. Uh, <laughs> and, and he's still with Nike. Um, people love to talk about, oh, can Tiger catch uh, Jack? Can Tiger catch Jack in his 18 majors? Tiger has 14. Can he get four more majors? And then the conversation shifted to four more? I don't think he'll ever win one more. But that was maybe a year and a half ago. A lot of people, the, the hot narrative became, I'm not sure he'll ever even play in a major again. But now he's going to come back. He looks really healthy. Maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. But Miles, can Tiger win even one more major? Probably not. It's really hard to win a major tournament. And I think if you look at the major winners, it's been, what, 15 or 16 straight majors that we've had a different winner. Right. Or, and I, I think oftentimes they've... Well, no, not a, not a first-time winner, but a different winner, right? So no one has won two inside of the great, same year. Great parody. Right. Um, the NFL, but for golf. Well, Spieth won uh, two in a, in a year, but that was already, what, that was three 20, years ago? That was in 2015, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, we've had a long run of first-time winners, people who were ranked very high in the world rankings but hadn't broken through getting their win. Justin Thomas is a great example that Sergio. happened this year. Sergio, Sergio. long-time um, nemesis, I suppose yeah. you could say, uh, winning. That was a, made for a great Masters. Oh, yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, I think the fields are deeper now than they were when Tiger was playing, and I don't mean any disrespect to the old-time PGA Tour pros that are listening to this podcast, but <laughs> it was Tiger and VJ. I mean, you go back to right. 2005, VJ won like 13 tournaments. Go back to 2004, Tiger you know, won eight or nine. It's like these guys were just racking Phil. up the wins. I mean, Phil was good, but when Tiger and VJ were at their peak, he was clearly a step behind them. Right. And Phil kind of came into his own right after Tiger fell apart. There was a little bit of a void there in terms of who the real leadership of the sport was going to be from, let's say, 2009 until about 2014 when Spieth really became an event. And uh, so I think Tiger's going to have a lot of trouble with the young guys and just with the depth of the field. You know, I think the 30th best player in the world right now is probably much you know, three times as yes. good as the 30th best player was 15 years ago. Oh, but also much better than Tiger. Right oh, now. obviously. Yeah. yeah, not even a question. Yeah. You Now, you were mentioning Vijay Singh, some of those older guys. Worth shouting out our friend Jim Furyk, who's come in here to Yahoo Finance for a video interview, who uh, I asked him, you know, what feels like a bigger deal, winning a major or what Furyk did in 2016, the lowest score in a round in PGA Tour history of 58 at the 2016 Travelers. And he said, man, you know, there's nothing like winning a major, nothing like winning a major. But then he said... But man, you know, a 58. And I sort of appreciated that, that he didn't try to downplay it too much. He was saying that's a huge deal. And it is. And he made the point that, you know, four guys win a major every year. The majors happen every year. But a 58. Oof, I mean, that's, that's really something. So just kind of cool to think about in terms of how big a deal it is to win a major versus other achievements. Uh, I'll ask myself my own question. Can he win another major? Anything can happen. Uh, it would certainly constitute, I think, one of the most incredible comebacks in sports history. I don't think that's hyperbole. That would just be amazing. I mean, Rudy-level stuff. Uh, do I expect it to happen? No. But golf is a really cool sport where guys can win in their 40s and 50s. As opposed to, you know, someone Tiger's age now can't compete in the NFL, can't compete in the NBA, can't compete in Major League Baseball, unless you're, uh, you know, who's on the Dodgers, who, who looks uh, Chase Ellie, yeah. who's got his gray hair and looks, how old is he? I mean, or, he looks 50. Or unless but. you're TV12. Sure. Look at Tom Brady. But then you got to eat uh, no nightshades. Right. <laughs> and only use stretching bands. Cool. Um, yeah, I think that the thing with Tiger is just that we don't even know if he can play a regular tournament. So the fact that he right. would then go out and win a major. Yeah, let's your, not get ahead of ourselves. But to right. your point about it being the biggest you know, sports comeback ever, um, I mean, imagine if in two years it's Masters Sunday and Tiger's in the final pairing. I mean, I think the ratings <laughs> I, would be unlike anything they've right. seen in 20 years. And with one of the it electric be, young guys, Rory or right. Jordan or Ricky. Right. Imagine, oh. if it, imagine if it was Tiger and Justin Thomas and then the <gasps> second to last group is Ricky and Jordan Spieth. Oh, I mean, incredible. It couldn't, nothing could be better for the sport. Yes. Um, I think that would really uh, create a central cultural event for golf, really for any sport, yes. um, that is sort of unrivaled right now. I mean, the World Series came and went, and yeah, it kind of happened, but no one really cares. Uh, and most sports have their premier events come and go without as much fanfare as, say, the Super Bowl. And so I believe that right. if Tiger were to win a major, especially if he were to contend at the Masters, it would be a huge event. Incredible. I don't really expect that to be happening anytime soon. But his return to the sport, uh, I think, is good news, and it gets people yep. talking about golf at a time when otherwise they're just thinking about the snow coming. So There you go. And, and again, anything can happen. Donald Trump is our president. All right. Not much more to say other than Tiger is back for now. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Hero World Challenge tees off today, Thursday, November 30. Will you be watching? What do you think will happen? Are you a golf fan? Even if you're not, do you have an interest thanks to Tiger? 
Tell us what you think. Tweet at us. I am Reed Dan Wright. That's right as in writing. And then Miles is Miles Udland. A little simpler. Tweet at us. Tell us what you think. Tell us if you agree. Tell us if you're back on the Tiger Woods train. How big is this for golf? Maybe you don't think it's big. Maybe he can't help a ailing sport. So we look forward to seeing you next week. Remember always to rate, review, and subscribe to Sportsbook. We are on all the different podcast platforms that you might use and like. We'll see you next Thursday. Goodbye. Goodbye.